Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Halfway through this Tuesday edition of Oilers Now with Brendan and Cam, the team, the team with Bob Stoffer is uh, flying right now from Los Angeles to Vegas. That's where they will play the Golden Knights tomorrow night. Game one, T-Mobile Arena, 7.30 puck drop, and we're going to head to Vegas momentarily. Cam, I'm going to let you uh, filibuster here for a moment so I can make the phone call. That's right. (laughs) That's exactly what we're going to do. And really looking forward to this round against the Vegas Golden Knights. And not the least of which being because of the two styles that will go up against each other. And all four games, I thought, when the teams hooked up this year were pretty exciting and, and didn't lack offensive opportunity. And I would expect we're going to get much more of that. And I know that if you look at the defense core of the Golden Knights, it's pretty solid, and they'll play a physical game. I thought the Edmonton Oilers in that first round against the Kings, they played a physical game too. And Jay Woodcroft had talked about the investments of hits over the course of a game, over the course of a series. Oilers did a pretty good job of that throughout the lineup, and it did seem to wear down the Kings as that series wore on. So I'd expect this one to be pretty physical as well. You got it all figured out over there? Yeah, I think we got everything patched yeah. through properly. Just linking up with uh, the host of Golden Knights television broadcast, Darren Millard. It's a busy day down there. At least it is right now in Vegas. But appreciate you taking some time, Darren, and hopping on the show. How's it going today? I, I love you. Uh, I certainly appreciate our extensive uh, crossing of paths over the course of our careers, but I wasn't going to get up and leave the coaches press conference for our conversation. I had to let it go to voicemail. I, I apologize. I wish I would have, but I'm not that strong of a human being. Hey, hey it, it all worked out, okay? It all worked out in the end. And we didn't expect you to leave the coaches press conference. That would have raised... You were saying, like, get up and leave. Answer your yeah, phone. Answer your phone. Right now, yelling at me over text. I'll I'll post a (laughs) screenshot of it. All caps. Yes. (laughs) Hilarious stuff, Darren. So, what's what's the mood in Vegas after coming away with the series win over the Winnipeg Jets? I know the Jets are in a bit of turmoil, but you know Vegas uh, really rising to the occasion, taking care of business. I don't think you can discount the five-game win just because Winnipeg has had some some issues. They were a good team at the end of the regular season. They managed to turn it around and click it in the gear and find a way to, to get into the postseason. Most of the stuff coming out of Winnipeg has come after the series and some of the reflections that has happened. It was, it was a tidy set. It was the most economical performance by a team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And when you look at what happened to Boston, uh, or, or the Colorado Avalanche, uh, two highly thought of teams. They couldn't get through uh, that route. So uh, first step accomplished. Uh, they they got uh, Lauren Brassois, his first National Hockey League playoff start. Uh, that was significant. Mark Stone's back. Uh, that was significant. They got him into a rhythm. Jack Eichel played his first Stanley Cup playoff game. 
that was a big step in his career. They checked off a lot of boxes uh, that uh, that players needed to, uh, in as far as the unknown uh, was concerned. And then they were able to to score a lot of goals against the Vezina Trophy winner, uh, which was which was an added bonus and then take care of it. So uh, to to answer the question uh, a little more succinctly, uh, a, lo- a lot of confidence uh, around this group right now, and it should be considering they they won the the Western Conference in the Pacific Division. Looking forward to the matchup too. I'm also looking forward to Darren the uh, seeing the goaltending of former Edmonton Oil King Laurent Boursois. I thought he, yeah. he played very well in that first round series and has had to battle through all sorts of things over the course of this year, coming back from from injury and uh, looked like he played really well. What did you see from him in that first round? I saw a composed guy, and I don't know whether it was uh, comparable to you or Trevor Robbins back in the day uh, oh boy. playing for the Saskatoon Blades, but uh, I saw a lot of uh, composure in a guy that hadn't been on that stage before. And as a 30-year-old, it helps him. Uh, I certainly uh, think that he, he handled it differently than he would have if he was 24 years old, but he doesn't get rattled. It, it's zen-like, and it's, it's the most impressive part about his game. Now, he, he does play a style that, uh, that certainly is uh, parallel with what the, the Golden Knights uh, do defensively. Uh, he's not asked to make a lot of spectacular saves, and uh, he makes the, the stops that he should. But just getting into a playoff game, making those starts and winning, and then beating a guy that he was partners with for three years in Winnipeg, that uh, was a little intimidating considering he was there when Hellebuck won the Vesna and, uh, and saw the, that type of level that Hellebuck could get to, and being able to win that uh, was huge. Um, I, I joked with Lauren yesterday that uh, he's basically going through the, the Benjamin Button uh, of his career right now because he's playing for Vegas, but he faced Winnipeg, his most previous stop in the National Hockey League. Now he's going to face Edmonton, uh, who he's got a connection with, and then the Oil Kings, which you uh, mentioned earlier. It's a, it's kind of a cool trek, and he admitted to me that he he saw that the, the path to doing this when the when the final standings were posted and the matchups were, were set up, that he could see it going down this route, and he gave himself a, a chuckle uh, at that time. And he, he's motivated. Uh, he's still got uh, lots of uh, connections in Edmonton. And, and remember, late in the season, that started that home-and-home uh, series, uh, he went back in after not playing for a while, uh, and uh, that was his first start coming off injury. And he was really good and won that game in overtime. So that's got some confidence for him. Up front, the return of Captain Mark Stone couldn't be ignored in that first round. Darren, not that I need to tell you, but eight points in five games coming off of a lot of missed action in the regular season. How much does he mean to this group? Uh, uh, first of all, the production that you just rattled off, that, that's unexpected. Well, honestly, when, when he came back, it was my feeling, I don't want to speak for Mark or the organization, but uh, get him a series, hopefully you can, you can win the series, and then he can find a bit of rhythm in the second round and maybe really start contributing in the third round. Uh, I didn't expect him to hit the ground running in game two, score a couple goals, and if you're anywhere near the National Hockey League and watch the highlights of Mark Stone, you know how expressive he is and and what he does emotionally uh, to this group. They are a different team with him in the lineup, and they raise it another couple of levels when he's producing points, and you see his celebrations uh, uh, during the course of a game. 
and he is he is the he is the prototypical uh, captain when when you think about what your your captain does maybe doesn't uh, isn't as rah rah as uh, as a Mark Messier, but he is the guy that uh, that clears the path uh, for the for the rest of the group and his production and level of uh, points is far uh, ahead of of what was expected. Chandler Stevenson has had a, a great first round. Uh, good Sasky boy, good Sasky boy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we played in Regina, but from Saskatoon. Uh, yeah. With him you know, really getting to the to the forefront in that that first round, uh, how helpful has that been to the team? The team's success having him step up the way he has. Well, here's the thing with with Chandler. He was a revelation when he was acquired from the the Washington Capitals, and instantly clicked with Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. Uh, this year, when when uh, Stone was around, it was it was the same old uh, Chandler Stevenson. Uh, but there was a, a dip uh, in production uh, in January, February. Uh, he still went to the All Star game and was uh, was the team's leading point producer, but he he wasn't quite uh, the same guy from a night to night basis. Near the end of the season, he found it again. He he did it and and was able to put it back together. And I think part of that was there was a sign on the uh, horizon that Mark Stone was coming back, and he was really excited about it. And then they're, they're together in the first round, and it's like nothing ever ever uh was was missing or, or wrong and he's back doing exactly what you expect chandler stevenson to do and you've become accustomed to in in leading this team in, in points and the speed and the engagement and he's he's been uh really really good the last week and a half of the regular season and carried that right through into the stanley cup playoffs against winnipeg Veteran-laden decor for the Golden Knights as we talk here with Darren Millard, uh, who covers the Golden Knights on television down there in Vegas. Veteran-laden core, and I look right at Alex Petrangelo in the first round that he had. Uh, this is the type of team that has the experience, you would suggest, to handle what Edmonton can present offensively between uh, Petrangelo and uh, and um, Chandler Stevenson. Where am I looking? Alec Martinez is the other name that's yeah. jumping to, to the front of mind. We've, uh, we've talked about Brossois and goaltending has historically been the most important part of a team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You went Stone. Uh, we've talked Chandler Stevenson, who is right there uh, with most important uh, centers on the team. And the defense is the most important part. It's the deepest part. It's the most uh, uh, galvanizing part of this team. It's, it's the deepest blue line in the National Hockey League. Maybe most dynamic. Uh, with uh, some other players uh, that, that you've seen uh, be able to produce points. And, and some of them are, are most of them, like you think the Fox and, and McCarr and Carlson didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they're not no longer out. But this top to bottom with the three pairs, the six defensemen, uh, I put it up against any defense in the NHL, and they don't match up. They will play any of their three pairs against anybody else. So there won't be a chasing of Connor McDavid. There's preferences, uh, of course, but they won't be chasing it around. I think that's a real advantage uh, to to everybody just to be able to settle into your game and play. Like, Connor's going to challenge anybody. Uh, so they're, But they're not worried that he's going to be able to actually run somebody's show 
and and be able to uh, and have to uh, be on top of uh, this is going to be a disaster if this pair gets out there. That's not the case at all. Uh, and and they can all they can all bring it physically, and they all have the ability uh, to to throw up some points as well. Alec Martinez is, is just a gem. And then you've got Petrangelo with the emotion that he showed uh, against the Winnipeg. And Shea Theodore missed uh, some time at the end of the season. He's rounded back into form. But Braden McNabb's going to be healthy enough to play. So uh, they'll have their starting six, uh, which their, their wins and losses have been great with their uh, starting six this year. William Carrier comes back for the last game of this series. Is that correct? He came back and played yeah. the yeah. last game. Yeah. He... he looks like a, a real physical presence on that fourth line and you, you definitely notice him in a game how much did it help getting him back well here's the thing with with will he, he told me this uh he he thought he was out six months when he first suffered the injury and ended up being seven weeks so that was a, that was a huge boost uh, from from him not expecting to be back and the team kind of uh being told that, that that he wasn't going to be back when when the imaging and everything uh, sw- uh, settled down around the uh, the issue uh, in the lower body, then he he was cleared to to try and make a push to get back into it, and and that is he's a bigger part of this group than anybody will appreciate uh, from from afar. He's very connected to the leadership uh, of this team, and you mentioned the the fourth line. When Will Carrier was injured, he was having a career season. 16 goals, and he was playing up top, uh, bouncing between the, the, the top two lines. He, he turned his game around in such a fashion that he was finishing so much, they, they put him uh, into uh, a power play situation. He was playing some three-on-three in overtime. He'd, uh, he'd evolved as a player. Now, he's back from the lower body. He's played one game. He'll go into his familiar position on the energy line. But uh, what's probably the coaches love the most about him is he loves simple hockey. He, he doesn't want anything to do with uh, pulling drags or, or trying to, to, to beat guys uh, between the D or anything like that. He just wants to get the puck to the net, and he loves rebounds. He just he, he, he says it publicly. I love rebounds. And not many guys say, I want to go after a a rebound. They want to score on the first shot. Uh, And and that's why the coaches just love that uh, blue-collar work ethic. One more question for you here, Darren Millard. Uh, I, I gotta wonder, just in terms of Jack Eichel and and the season that he had, which, by the way, nowhere near as bad when I look at it on paper as as it might have been sort of discussed or or at uh, at a glance, I, I would say. Eichel nearly a point per game in the regular season, yeah. point per game uh, once again here in the playoffs, and now he gets to go up against McDavid, who of course went one pick ahead of him in the draft. Any narrative there at all, or is is it more? just Eichel trying to be the best he can be? No, there's a narrative for me. Uh, there's a narrative for you, uh, for sure. You can't hide from uh, the, the 2015 National Hockey League draft and, uh, and what went down to the draft lottery that night, wondering who is going to get that number one pick and who is going to uh, get Jack Eichel and, and then coming through their career. Look, he, he was aware of this possibility when uh, the trade went down with the Buffalo Sabres. He was going to be playing in the same division as Connor McDavid. They were going to be playing a lot uh, throughout the years. And then divisional playoffs, uh, this was this was, uh, was set up. Uh, he is a very uh, 
big uh, historian of the game. He loves to follow it. He's he anticipates it, and he's looking forward to that. This is a big opportunity for Jack. His first playoffs. He's going up against Connor, uh, and the the stage is there. It, it won't be Connor beats Jack or Jack beats Connor, but. Uh, as the headline, but it might be down down uh, a paragraph or two that that uh, Jack Eichel, if he's able to come out on top, was be able to outduel Drysaddle and McDavid. So uh, I think uh, it's it's an opportunity after going through the playoffs for his first round ever to really uh, make a statement on on the National Hockey League scene, and he'll he'll brush it aside. But I know uh, off to the uh, around the corner. That, uh, that he's looking forward to this. Great stuff, Darren. Really appreciate you jumping aboard with Cam and myself here this afternoon. Uh, my pleasure. Sorry about the Zamboni. Uh, I had to jump out into the rink but, uh, <laughs> to get the ice surface uh, ready. And uh, Cam, make sure you're stretching that groin. You never know when we might need you out there in the 50-plus lakes. That's right. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Scrape that crease. Scrape that crease, Moon. Yep, I will. Great stuff. Darren Millard there from Golden Knights Television Broadcast lending us about 15 minutes this afternoon. Really grateful for that. Grateful for you sticking around here on Oilers Now. Still a full hour to go. We'll step out and come back. Some of your text messages. Get your input ready because we're going to open up the River Cree Resort Casino hotline in about 10 minutes. It's got a little preamble on this upcoming Golden Knights series from our headliner today. Darren Millard, again, host of Golden Knights Television Broadcast. Headliner brought to you each day by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And hey, we talk about Brentridge Fords and their President's Awards for customer satisfaction, their full transparency, and customer care after the purchase. But another big factor in their success, like any great franchise, stability. Here's some legacy-level stats. Service manager Kevin, he started in 1998. Sales manager Chris, the Flames fan, in 1999. And Uncle Milt's the rookie there. He joined in 02. Cam Moon can tell you from personal experience. The whole Brentridge staff committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. I hear it's a great place to get coffee. It is. <laughs> Love going for coffee, talking some hockey. Very, very good. Yeah, great people at Brent Ridge Ford. River Cree Resort Casino Hotline is open. So is the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. We're going interactive when we come back from a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.